Welcome into Odds Checker Saturday MLB video. I am Drew Martin. He's John Legaza. We are breaking down some games on the Saturday card. Also going off of a uh, little trends, angles to win some winning bets going forward. But John, it's uh, Friday, actually. We're talking about the Saturday card. Welcome in, buddy. How you feeling for this weekend? Oh, I love it, man. You know, anytime I see you, Drew, on the screen, I know that there's money coming. Whether or not it's me on the other side of that screen or not, I I've been tailing you. I've been following your work. Well before me and you started working together, right? Man, it's been awesome. And I know when this split when this split screen comes up, my wife is going like this. Because she knows we're about to get some paydays. <laughs> Let's get after it then. A little Johnny Manziel style. So Jane Jetson. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. John, actually, one of the games I know we're lined up on here is the Houston-Minnesota game. We get uh, Garcia and Barrios minus one. 12 i'm seeing actually some books at minus 115 and guys we're talking a little bit later on friday for the saturday mlb card here nine and a half being the total houston at minnesota 715 eastern here john on fox actually a nationally televised game so a lot of tickets probably going to be written here john i'll throw it over yeah. to you first though what are you liking, Astros and Twins? Man, uh, man I, I love this Luis Garcia for the Astros. Yes. He is one of my he is one of my favorite young pitchers, and these are my favorite players to bet on before these guys become the new gold standards, right? All the great pitchers that we know at one point were newcomers and just cutting their teeth. And I think, you know, the history we've seen from Houston being able to, to develop legitimate mm -hmm. major league threats, I believe Garcia is the next one of those. And the numbers really don't lie. 275 ERA, the whip right at one, the 20 plus percent K minus walk, everything we like to see. Now I want to get into something that you and I have talked about at length this year, we hear a 46% fly ball rate. And two years ago, Drew, that would have had us maybe doing oh, conniptions. No, yeah. And it was almost a non-starter. But now this year, we got to be a little more careful with the ball. We know it's not carrying the way it was. So we kind of have to parse out these elevation baskets. And that's where you really see Garcia start to shine. His hard hit rate below 30. His blast rate, that ever important blast rate, just very quickly for people unfamiliar. A blast rate is, think of it as the ideal subset of barrels, right? It's the barrel of barrels. It's the best possible outcome for a batted ball event. Now at 5%, that's bad. Anything four or below is very good, which is where Garcia's is. And he has a one home run per nine, which I know, you know, it's not the best in the league. It's a little bit better than average, but 46% fly balls to only one home run per nine. You're doing something right. You see that reflected in the expected Woba. That number is at 285. That is excellent. And it's a very deep arsenal, Drew. Something that I like to talk about because you know, baseball being very unpredictable, right? We don't know what pitcher is going to have what. So if a pitcher only has a very good slider and he doesn't have that slider, he's left with empty pockets. Right. Garcia has a very deep arsenal. Check this out. I, I mean, I'm learning about more about him every day. He has four of his five pitches have a 33% whiff rate. And four of his five pitches have a sub 230 expected slug. So expected slugging is a very good way to gauge a single pitch, right? Because that's what happens on the, the single pitch itself. Man, 500 slug being a, a benchmark for an all-star, 600. You know, this is this it too, it's incredible to go the other way, right? To go into the 250, you should have had a quarter of a base. Garcia's just been excellent. I'm telling you, it's only a matter of time before everybody is on him. We've seen him go six innings minimum with one earned max each of the last three times out. I think it's all systems go for Garcia. Minnesota's struggling. They're losing players every day. Kirilov just went down for them. Now, granted, on the other side for Minnesota, Barrios is very good. 
Sure. But he struggled with the power. He has really struggled with power metrics. Just really quick, the line drive rate over 25, the bow rate in the double digits, and that blast rate I mentioned, his is over six. Okay, so if four is very good and five is the average, once you're at six or above, you're starting to get in trouble. And that answers the home run rate for him and that expected Woba on contact, which, again, is just a measure of balls when the stick gets on the ball. So the Berrios okay. does not walk a lot of people. When contact is made, it's been really good contact, and we've seen it. Earn runs allowed. Four earn runs are more in four of 12. And if I could touch it off, I don't know if you saw the splits, Drew. He has a 2-8 ERA at home um, on the road. He has a near 5 ERA at home. And right now the Astros are, hands down, the best offense in the league. So this one, I, I think, you know, Barrios can even be good, and I think we're going to get this one. I'd be surprised if the Twins get Garcia for more than two. Man, it's very hard to imagine any pitcher getting out of a game without giving up at least four to the Astros. So I really like this one. The Astros' bullpen just cleaned it up. We know the Twins' bullpen has struggled. So I'm really going to hit this one early because I'm afraid this line is going to start getting away from us if we're too patient here. Sure, John. I, I was picking up a lot of what you were laying down here. I mean, it's not like I went through and circled Berrios on the schedule for Saturday and like, oh, I'm looking to fade him. It wasn't that type of handicap, but last time out, he did give up four earned runs. Yeah. It, it's more of he's going up against the hottest offense in baseball right now. I mean, almost oh, by any metric the last week, Houston is absolutely smoking the ball. Yeah. Number two lineup over the course of the season against righties here, John. You talked about the bullpen. Minnesota's bullpen isn't good. And the thing about Barrios, he's not going real deep. His numbers are decent. He's only going six, you know, the occasional seven. It's not like he's going to go the whole game, especially against this offense. And I was loving what you were saying about Luis Garcia. The fact of, you know, me and you were both in, it used to be in the financial industry. You know, we're still buying, I feel like, a little bit low on him. Yeah, Seeing agreed. the hot lineup in baseball, John, with him on the hill at minus 112 right now? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm surprised if this line is going to be here tomorrow. I yeah. mean, his last five starts, keep in mind, he's, he's a 24-year-old Venezuelan kid. And I don't think a lot of people know of him, John. I don't really know what constitutes as a rookie, what's not a rookie. I mean, what, he had 12 innings last year? I would still yeah. call him a rookie this year. Yeah. Um, I normally focus more about, you know, it's funny. You make a very good point about yeah. labeling rookies or not. For me, it's more about notoriety than the label of rookie or second-year player because right. he's under the radar regardless. And the fact that he has this kind of production – and he's tied to that offense behind him is kind of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. That offense almost makes you a, a favorite, at least a slight favorite, which 110 is. Right off the bat, give me a very productive starter. That number should begin at 135, minus 135 for the Astros. One thing I wanted to mention that, of course, sure. you bring up, again, whenever you and I speak to it, just all the good stuff kind of comes out. You mentioned Barrios with the distance. The Astros' disciplinary basket is possibly the best in the league. Yes. So the K rate is at 19. The walk rate is at 11. That's an 8% K minus walk rate. But aside from just that being impressive on its own, the standalone value of that, that equals a lot of pitches thrown, mm -hmm. right? They don't chase. The Astros have the best chase rate in the league last seven. That number is below 27%. They don't chase, they walk, they don't strike out. And then we know when they actually make contact, which they do very well, it's it's the tops in the league. The bow rate is at 10%. They have a 419 team Woba last seven. I mean, the Astros right now, you just cannot mess with them. If the pitcher wasn't any good, I think we could have some degree of confidence that the 
offense could carry us. I mean, it's it's reasonable. So the fact that I think we have the pitching edge as well, this one this one is a slam dunk for me. Yeah, yeah. And to speak to your point of you know the Astros. Um, in, in terms of seeing a lot of pitches with their walk rate, strikeout rate, the way it is, Barrios has thrown 95 or more pitches in six of his last seven starts, John. He's a pitcher that throws a lot yeah. of pitches. It takes him a while to get out. So that combination together, you know we're going to get to this bullpen, or at least yeah. at least we could project with high confidence that we're going to get so. to this Minnesota bullpen he's pretty not doing, early he's not in the game. Seven. He's not going seven, Drew. And I'm with you. Yeah. I think, yeah, some people like to think, oh, he's going to go three and get blown out. We're, let's be realistic. What's realistic? He goes five, he gives up three, and the Astros worked him for 100 pitches, and then that's it. And where we're going to look to win this game is in the sixth and the seventh. Love this breakdown, John. Also, last that year, uh, Garcia, his last five starts, 29 innings, only six earned runs, 19 hits. He only pitched 79 pitches his last time out and made it through six innings, three yeah. hits to the Toronto Blue Jays. Pretty good lineup there. So uh, this matchup, yeah, guys, I, I doubt this this number hangs around very long on the Houston Astros. Minus 112 right now is what I got down. Uh, what about a half hour right before we started this show, John? Actually, I want to bring up something, John off the cuff here because we're talking about where the lines movement with most of the people probably watching this Saturday morning, although some on Friday night and guys, keep in mind, we're going to be doing this each week going forward here on odds checker. Yeah. John, last week we talked about, um, uh, New York Mets, uh, with the Grom on the Hill. And we both said, you know, Hey, why is this only minus one? Yeah, yeah. I was, I believe against the Padres, it yeah. actually moved against us. Yes, to the I fact where, that. Yeah, he, he ended up, I think it, I got down at plus one Oh two. I added to my bet, John. Yeah. I wanted to bring that up because it was against the Padres. It yeah. moved against us. We cashed the ticket on it, but still I was surprised to see all that money go against the Grom. Do you have any quick yeah. thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, I think my quick thought there is how much I, I really respect your work, and it's because of the confidence you have in yourself. You and I have spoke about closing line value, and it exists. There is something to be said for the wisdom of the crowd over a very large sample. There are times where you have to have faith in your own work. I use my model to cap. You use your own process to cap. We both came up with the same thing, and guess what? It's really not that much of a leap of faith to see the Grom is the best pitch for Earth, and he oh should be gosh. in at 135. So he was 115. We were expecting to go to 135. It went towards 105. And just like you, Drew, I was will not be influenced by the masses. I continued my move. I completed my bet. And we cashed that ticket mm -hmm. pretty easily on the back of – Jacob DeGrom being awesome doing Jacob DeGrom things. So sometimes people, the market can outsmart itself. So that thank you. I'm glad sure. you brought that up again because, you know what, a week sometimes so much happens, it, it slips the mind. But I remember thinking that, and I could not believe that the ma you know the, the majority of money, right? Remember, Vegas doesn't predict winners. That the majority of the money was saying Padres. Musgrove right. was good. He's not Jacob DeGrom. I mean, you know, no, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. And, uh, hey, John, I wanted to bring up another game here. You got the Yankees hat on. We get the Yankees at the Phillies, Tyon versus Velasquez. Velasquez's last two starts here for the Phillies. By the way, guys, nine and a half being the total. We're talking late here on Friday. Minus a dollar and a quarter on the Yankees. I bet the Yankees uh, here, John, at the open. Last two starts for Velasquez. Nine earned runs in only seven innings, four walks on that. I, I have him circled as watch out here. Now he's going up against the Yankees lineup. Top 10 lineup the last week here. They're seeing it well. Tyon, his last three opponents here, John, 
not great numbers, but still 15 innings, only six earned runs. He's kind of working his way through. And that was against the Rays, the Red Sox, and the Chicago White Sox. Three solid lineups here. We get the better bullpen and the better team against the handedness of the pitcher, that being the Yankees against righties. The hotter lineup as well. I bet the Yankees minus a dollar and a quarter. Interested in your thoughts on your New York yeah. Yankees. You Again, you and I are pretty in sync. That was the one that just missed my cut. For, for this show, and I was actually happy to hear you say because then I knew there was some kind of underlying validation there. Yeah, you really got it. I mean, Vince Velasquez, I think people are getting a little bit fooled by some of the early production. Again, we're in the game of small samples, right? We're betting on a nine-inning game. Sometimes we're betting on a five-inning game. The numbers I like to go after, Vince Velasquez has. So the walk rate at 14%, the bow rate up in the double digits, the home run rate up near two per nine. Those are always, always a good place to start to attack when you're betting. Vince Velasquez, all the other things, a lot of those can be explained away. Batted ball luck. You cannot explain away a 14% walk rate. You cannot explain away a 13% bow rate. And again, uh, it's funny. The Yankees have had, I guess you'd call them like extreme highs and lows, right? There's been an extreme variance with the Yankee lineup. They were red hot. Then they went into the tank. And then they go white hot again. And I think, Drew, something again you and I have mentioned quite a bit here is the influx of, I'm, I'm going to call it square money, and I'm not trying to insult anybody, but let's, you know, amateur money, retail money is what I mean, right? It's not, it's not to make fun of anybody. Uh -huh. But as states legalize sports betting, more and more people are, are, on, are betting, and more and more people bet on the Yankees to win. I mean, that's just a function. That's a function of the retail market, okay? We see that reflected in these giant vigs, in these giant lines, which we love to take advantage of when they're in our favor. Right. You know, so you, sometimes you got to let the public do their thing. Where we benefit from this is when the Yankees start playing poorly, you see the money just get sucked out of that. Yes. The life sucked out of the Yankees. And now again, they're minus 120 to Vince Velasquez. This is the, the Yankees already started hitting. All right. Remember, with you and I again often talk about trend indication. We're not here hoping for the Yankees to get off the mat. That already happened. Last seven days, Yankees, top five in the league in homers, average, OBP, OPS. The K rate is down below 21%. The end zone contact rate up over 88. The bow rate over 11. What does that sound familiar to? Vince Velasquez is 11% bow rate. This is a very bad comparison for Vince Velasquez. I think he's in trouble and you know, I think he may luck out a little bit. They're saying Stanton sit. It may not matter. Plus, he'll probably get a pinch hit batter too. You know, there's no there's no DH in Philly, but I don't even think it's going to matter. I think he's in a lot of trouble again. You, you you pull the threads on him. The 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 carriage is turning into a pumpkin. Vince Velasquez is kind of what he is. We've seen it for a long time. He hasn't made any of the changes to change my opinion of that. So I'm loving that. And I've seen it at minus a buck and a quarter, minus one thirty. I'd probably even go up another five bucks to minus one thirty five to be honest, because I think you're going to lock that one up pretty easily. Nice, nice. Guys, we got one more game. Um, also, bring up a, a situation here of uh, what's going on in baseball and ways to handle it moving forward. He's John Legaza. I'm Drew Martin. Follow him on Twitter at MLB Moving Averages at FTN Vets in the Court Stats Podcast. That's, his, that's what he hosts there. It's uh, always good stuff there. And right here on Odds Checker with me on Friday afternoons talking about the Saturday MLB card. Follow me on Twitter at Drew Martin Bets. We got... Um, 
last game here, John, and actually it's the first game to go off because uh, we did talk about the, the the Yankees game. That's going off in the day. And then the night game, nationally televised Houston, Minnesota. But this one going 310 Eastern, John, it looks like we get uh, Seattle Mariners in the Cleveland Indians. We're seeing Kikuchi on the hill for the Mariners. Cleveland, we're seeing undecided, but some shops showing uh, McKenzie as yeah. the starter. I'll just throw it over to you, John. What are you looking to bet here? Yeah, I'm, I got the over here. I was pretty surprised to see that total as low as seven and a half on the early markets. So, wow, right off the bat, seven and a half is a beautiful total with what we know about McKenzie. I think, you know, there's a bit of public narrative kind of coming in that people think of the Indians and the Mariners not being the best offenses, which are true. But that doesn't really change the fact that the average major league game has eight runs of scoring in it. So Kikuchi has been good on the surface. The ERA is low. The whip is fine. You know, the K and walk rates are all fine. The thing that I go after with overs, Drew, what I just talked about, are those power metrics, right? So now we're looking at um, Kikuchi, who has a sub four ERA, but his expected ERA is up near five. And the reason why is because of the home runs. He has a bow rate up in the double digits. That blast rate I mentioned, again, is over six. And that's why he has in almost two home runs per nine. When you look at the expected Woba on contact, it's up near 420. So, like, there, you know, you go where you got to be careful with, oh, the sub-four sub four ERA and a one whip. He has had flashes of being very good, but he struggles going out of the yard. So, if he's the better pitcher, and I'm hoping we get – I mean, listen, to get two or three out of him should really not be much of a problem. Kikuchi has given up three earned runs or more in six of 11. Then you go over to McKenzie, who has, I mean, this is one of the worst power profiles, if not the worst power profile in all of the major leagues, all hyperbole aside, 19% walk rate, 57% fly ball, 53% hard hit via stat cast. So just real quick for people that, and not to say get confused, but wonder about hard hit rates. When you see a hard hit rate on Baseball Savant, it's a raw metric of 95 miles an hour. And when you look at somebody like Fangraphs, they actually use baseball information solutions, which is subjective. But the idea for McKenzie is 57% of the balls are in the air. 53% of those are at 95 miles an hour. 8% of those are blasts and two home runs per nine. So, again, that's right there. Having a pitcher with that metrics, I don't think you could have a seven and a half total. Because you have a pitcher that is in line to give up five. And now he has to have a bullpen behind him, too. Let's see if he even gives up five through four. Then you get into the bullpens, and one of these bullpens is worse than the other, Drew. They each have a ERA north of six last seven days. They both have a whip north of one five, and they're both giving up more than one and a half home runs per nine. So I feel like even if, even if one of those kind of pieces of the puzzle weasel away from us, you know, get out of our, get away from us. Like, if Kikuchi is really good, we could get yeah. eight against McKenzie. And even if McKenzie only gives up, let's say, three, and maybe Kikuchi gives up one, we're going to get three from those bullpens. They've both been really bad. So I these are, these are the type of puzzles I like to put together, starting pitching, offense, and bullpen. Because, again, we've spoken about this. Overs can be – they can be difficult. I like to take them for the full nine because of the extra inning rules. So, again, people, if it's seven and a half – Got to love that because that's oh, yeah. a great low number. We've been seeing six, seven runs scored in extra innings alone lately with the runner starting on second. So I I just love that total right off the bat. You give me a couple, not to gas cans. I don't mean to get on Kikuchi like that. He has been much improved. But two home runs per nine is, is not any good in a game where, I mean, he's going to have to keep them below three. So good luck with that if you're giving up two home runs.
And, and, and is there kind of like a, a guardrail you would put on, you know, how high not to bet this total? Because it is a real early, early looking market here. We're not okay. 100% sure. Yeah, on, so on for that. me, seven and a half is a smash. Even I'm going to say eight, you can smash it for two reasons. One, we'll take a push. I'm not, a, I'm not averse to that. I'm okay with that. But two, I would say, Drew, something else we've talked about is at eight, if we can get the game to 4-4, four, four, guarantee the win. Okay. So eight is okay. I can't imagine it moving a full run. If it really gets to eight and a half, then maybe you want to pump the brakes on it. You know what I mean? Although eight and a half at that point, you should be looking at plus money, like a plus 105. Generally, run lines don't move a whole – generally, the total is not going to move a whole run. But eight and a half, I can see pumping the brakes. But I will take this confidently through eight for sure. Okay. Good yeah. stuff, guys. And uh, the, hey, the, before we end this uh, – uh, John, because we are up against the time, I wanted to bring up, you know, something. Garrett Cole, their uh, New York Yankee, got asked the question of would he be using the sticky, sticky stuff, substances, however you want to put it. Um, I want to just throw that over to you on your thoughts overall and what's happening with MLB right now. And also, are you using this in your betting in terms of maybe looking at overs, betting against certain pitchers, anything of that nature? What, what's the sticky substance yeah. in MLB well, happening well, right now? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a sticky situation, Drew. No, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> I like it. I'm doing that. I like it. I'm doing them all week. I'm here for you. Um, no, really, though, and again, this is what we talk about. These things are interesting. And it's funny because for all the talk going on about – this and that, what should happen, what should be, you, of course, do the thing that you do, and you circle what really matters, which is how do we use it. The information yeah. is great, yeah, but until we're actionable, right, until we use it to our advantage, it's not worth as much as we think it might be. So no. I think right off the bat, yes, I have let it affect my bets because I did not bet on Garrett Cole the last time out. And the reason why is, um, I don't know if you saw, if you follow the spin rates, right? So once the announcement was made about the enforcement, his spin rates dropped precipitously. I mean, two, 300 RPMs per pitch. So uh -oh. when he went out the last time, I was not going to touch the juice because I was afraid. Those the, those numbers have normalized. So I don't know. Again, I'm not going to speculate what he's doing. Yeah, maybe he just went back to doing it. Maybe he has another concoction. Maybe guys are in the back mixing up the things that are legal. We don't, we don't know any of that. So we do want to be careful not to overact. That just happened to be one circumstance where I said, I'm not going to pay the juice for the 2200 RPMs, I right. wanted 2650, you know, and those matter. That stuff matters because spin rate is movement and movement is deception, swing and misses, right? So I'm not going to go crazy. What I do think is the league needs to introduce a standard. Guys are going to have gum. See, you know, it's what it is. There's there's uh, sunscreen and, and uh, bomb, uh, bug bite stuff, calamine lotion, whatever maybe. So you can't eliminate legal substances that people need to survive, right? We can't, can't do that. So what we should be doing is baseball won't because they can't even regulate the ball. What they should be doing is regulating a substance that they know what can, what it can do to the ball. So basically, Drew, here, we can, we can show people, really, because we're on video. Is So what's happening is the legal stuff allows you to grip it. The illegal stuff allows it to stay on your finger until the very last microsecond, and then you get a flick. And okay. that flick is the extra RPMs. And the extra uh -huh. RPMs is the extra movement. The extra movement is the extra swing and miss. And that's the difference that we've seen to the point that baseball is saying something about it. So, you know, this is not like a crazy guys going nuts again thing. It's it's This is real because baseball had to step in. So I'm expecting a lot of the guys that we've seen with crazy movement probably do exactly what Cole did. Take one game to not get in trouble, 
while they're experimenting and then get right back on the horse. So I took a long route to get to, I'm probably not going to act too crazy on it, but I do hope that they create a standard, you know, give guys something to give them grip without allowing them to throw wiffle balls because, mm. you know, I'm not, I'm not an led microscope, but I could see unnatural ball movement lately. And, and oh, it's yeah. what, it, you know, it's a fact you could see it. And then the data backs it up. So. Hopefully I like it, can. John. That, that was good, man, the way you put that in terms of what should and shouldn't be legal. I like that, John. So, uh, guys, you can catch him, uh, what, each Friday afternoon, Friday night, Saturday morning here, breaking down the Saturday card on Odds Checker. Follow him on Twitter at FTNBets, at MLB Moving Averages. I'm on Twitter at Drew yeah. Martin Bets as well. So, uh, John, anything else you wanted to throw out here before we no, shut this just, down? Yeah, we got to get in the comments section and tell these people this show needs to be happening every day, not just one day a week. That's it. <laughs> Great information from John. I am Drew. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next Wednesday. Not Wednesday, next Friday. We used to do this on Wednesday. So uh, next Friday afternoon, guys, come back and join us. And uh, best of luck with your bets if you're tailing. Again, in recap here, I'm on the Yankees, minus a dollar and a quarter. Also, we're lining up here on the Houston Astros, minus 112. And John, like in Seattle and Cleveland, over the total. So best of luck if you're tailing. And enjoy the weekend. Thanks for tuning in.